Hello, everyone. I am so excited to get started on this brand new podcast here. Uh, of course, you know, it's called Unmuted, and um, I'm just so excited. So I'm going to really get into how we started with this and um, just how it got to where it is now. Now, if, <laughs> I'm sure the people listening Right, most people listening right now at this point are already know who I am and uh, what I'm, what I've done, and um, why I've started this podcast. Uh, but for those who don't know, you know, um, and, and that's the whole point of this episode. This first episode is to really bring an introduction, why I'm doing this, and why I have uh, turned to uh, a, a podcast format because you know it's so important <clears throat> and. Um, yeah, we just we really need to break this silence of many issues around or really or not even just break the silence of some issues that have just been pushed in the background. And um, yeah, so let's get on to it. So I'm sure some people are are either curious or uh, wondering why why pick the name unmuted? Well, um, you know, there are so many issues um, that get pushed to the background that really uh trying to say this politely but really are just kind of forgotten or pushed by because they're not really seen as important enough even though it affects thousands or tens of thousands of people every day um so for those who know me and know my story that's great i'm going to say it again here just for in case people who don't normally listen to this podcast or, or who are listening to this podcast now and who don't know who I am and, you know, really just explain what, what I'm trying to do here. And so um, our biggest topic here, um, which does match the color theme, um, at least if you're listening in in Canada, is um, one of the biggest issues we'll be covering in this podcast is ALS. Um, <clears throat> for those who don't know what ALS is, it is a, it is a terrible disease where it, uh, can slowly, just slowly, it slowly kills you by shutting down your body one part at a time. And, um, you would think that this kind of disease would have like frontline coverage and, you know, just how horrible it is and how many people it affects, you think it would be up front, but really, you know, it, it's not, it's kind of put on the back burners and most people you talk to don't even know it existed, even though there were, I'm sure some of you might remember the ice bucket challenge. And that was directly meant to not just build awareness, but actually build money to, uh, uh, for ALS. Now I don't blame many people for that because I didn't know what it was until it affected my life. So that's the whole point of this is to build awareness on these kind of issues and bring forward and bring awareness so people we can take action to fighting these issues we have right now so um let me you know go into you know my experience you know my my father was diagnosed with als back in 2019 summer 2019 and that you know really hit us hard and then so um, you know, trying to do what we can slowly until about a year ago. Um, as some people who know me will know this, I started to kind of build on this uh, this team um, of you know people with influence and organizations and politicians to build up to fight ALS in any regard we can possible. 
Um, and this is course called Team NDLS. And it, it, I started a new movement last year uh, known as the Race to 338. Now, if you're not a Canadian listener, you might not understand what that might mean. And I mean, let's be honest, I mean, some Canadians might not even know what that that might entail either um and of course it's probably going to change in the next few years uh, in the next year or so because of uh the changes to um ridings in in canada here recently um but so the race to 338 uh will probably is what it's called now and we'll have to probably update that in the future um what this is is there are right now 338 members of parliament in, in canada our goal is to try and bring all 338 members of parliament on you know team and als um now there was an election recently in canada back in um uh back in the uh, end of summer um it ended in uh, you know the election the campaigning period started in in august and of course the election was in uh mid mid, mid late september that actually did interrupt a lot of our work because we were about to get 21 uh, MPs signed on to the team. Unfortunately, the people we were in conversations with and one of the MPs lost their seats. So now we're back down to 19. All things considered, it could have been a lot worse. We could have lost half the team. I'm, I'm so glad we didn't. Um, and um, there are just an amazing, these are amazing 19 MPs. And I'm so happy they're still elected. Uh, one is my MP and one is my previous MP when I lived down in uh, in uh, Surrey. And, um, you know, <clears throat> um, sh they are just doing amazing work. Um, and I hope to have them on, on here uh, sometime in the near future. And uh, hopefully we can get their insights on on, on Parliament and, and uh, how it's affecting um, uh, these kind of people. So why start a podcast? I'm sure some people are watching, you know, why not just continue going on as you are? And, and you know, from what we've seen is, you know, we need, uh, there needs to be a voice. You know, it feels like, you know, a mute button has been put on some of these issues. And, you know, I mean, there are tons in our, and others I'd love to start talking about on the social issues that seem to just be put on mute because these other issues at the time are just more important. And it seems to me that some of these people don't want to share the spotlight because they think their issue is more important. Um, and if that's the truth, that is quite a sad reality. So what we're trying to do here is build up what we can so uh, we can continue to grow in awareness and, and grow in the spotlight, not not move things out of the spotlight, but grow the spotlight. These issues are important and it is affecting people's lives. Um, and it is a life death. Um, uh, it is a life or death situation. And that's not an over-exaggeration with some of the, a lot of these issues. And, um, you know, and, and I would love to, in the future, have other people's inputs on issues they feel are not really uh, brought to light that need to be. You know, I, I for example, I have... Uh, some friends working on human trafficking. And, you know, that seems to be very, very pushed aside in, in a lot of our issues and how a lot of even corporations and industries take advantage of that kind of stuff, right? And, uh, of course, um, there are, while mental health is very big, it's the solutions of mental health uh, tend not to be highlighted as much uh, either, which is a bit um, a very disappointing in, in those regards. And these are the kind of the issues 
we really want to bring to light. And um, I'm hoping, you know, um, after this first episode, we can really get a nice, good uh, uh, panel of people on and really just to discuss, sorry, discuss these issues and uh, go over, you know, why are important we bring them up. Um, <clears throat> so really the highlight of us for here is to talk about ALS and um, why why it's so important we bring awareness is, you know, one of the nicknames for this disease is, uh, I mean, it has a lot of, um, frankly, horrifying names like the glass coffin disease, um, you know, but the biggest one is the forgotten disease or uh, as I like to call it, uh, the, the muted disease, which is the whole point of this podcast is we are hitting a mute, cranking up on to 10 to really just show people that, you know, this is an issue not worth being silent about. And, you know, it is affecting people's lives. Um, now, here in Canada, um, we don't have very, very, uh, we don't have a lot of access to treatment, you know, I mean, um, and it kind of shows how really far behind our healthcare system really is, um, you know, and, and really on this episode, we're going to tr try and show just how little Canada is, how far, how little Canada does and how far behind we really are when it comes to the rest of the world. So, I mean, as a country, we like to brag ourselves on our healthcare. Yes, you can fix a broken arm for free, quote unquote. I mean, it does come out of, you know, it comes out of taxpayer dollars. Nothing really in this world is free, but I won't get into that except just it's uh, not the point of this podcast. But, you know, for the amount, I think from what I've seen, we are the second highest um, we put the second, we're the country that puts the second most money into healthcare in the world. Yet we are like not even in the top 10 in um, the amount of staffed nursing, hospital beds, the you know advancements of technology we have, how many hospitals we have. We are below 20 in all of those issues. Um, <clears throat> and, um, and, 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 you know, the top, there are countries who spend, um, half as we do, who are in the number one and number two spots in there. So there's something clearly wrong in our healthcare system, and it shows. You know, uh, when my father was diagnosed with ALS, um, we actually couldn't get an official diagnosis until he went to the United States into one of their uh, clinics. I believe it was called the Mayo Clinic. And to me, it really just made me look at our healthcare system and the treatments we have on offer. And, you know, um, the biggest challenge really right now is getting through to um, government um, departments like Health Canada. And I have to say, um, in the last parliament, I was very disappointed with um, the health minister. And frankly, I was a bit disappointed with the critic health, um, the critic health um the health critics, sorry, of every other party. Because they, it seems to me, the biggest thing that scares people is taking responsibility. We don't want to advocate for specific treatments because if it doesn't go well, we'll be held responsible. But what no one's thinking is, is and which is the sad part, is no one's thinking, man, this treatment, this could save lives. And yet here we are, sitting ourselves down and going, well, if I take responsibility, that means I could be liable if something goes wrong. Well, 
you know, what I've usually said to a lot of people who who think that, right? Well, what we need more tests, and we need to make sure it's safe. And like, well, what's the worst that could really happen? They're dying. And I mean, so for those who don't know what ALS, the average lifespan of someone who is diagnosed with ALS is two to five years. And I mean, I'm getting, I'll be honest, I'm getting desperate because, you know, I, you know, we've hit the, uh, for me and my family, we've hit the two year mark and it's coming down to it. And it's tough to know that you have that small window to do something and to have people um, and you, what's worse to have government agencies and departments and even um, members of parliament say, well, we just don't know if it's safe enough and we want to make sure everyone's safe. And, and you know, there are some issues also with the PMPRB. Um, that's the kind of drug pricing. And I would love to have uh, Tom Kimmich, a member, uh, member of parliament in, in uh, one of the Calgary writings. I forget his um, the official writing name, and I do apologize, Tom, but he is doing some amazing work um, with that, and I'd love to have him on to talk about that kind of stuff in a later episode and how drug pricing is really going to, with for these new treatments and drugs, will become inexpensive. Or, or sorry, that might be the wrong term to use, but too expensive, I guess, is um, is the term. Um, my English isn't a hundred percent. Uh, just check my probably check my high school and university uh, English and you know <laughs> courses for that. Um, but yeah, so I mean, you know, these are kind of people we'd like to have on in the future, but you because they are a problem and obstacles that are going to come up in the future before we can really get anything done. And and it's sad to think that just a few dollars or just a few arrogant or scared people are the only things getting in the way of life or death of someone. And what's frustrating is you have organizations like ALS Canada who sit there saying, oh, only one more year, one more year, one or two more years, we'll get a cure. So, you know, but it's very annoying because we have talked to people in, in, you know, I've talked to people in, in places like ALS Canada and departments and they're like well we we'd rather wait for the cure than focus on treatment and, and to me I, I i get baffled by that kind of comment because why wait for something that's not going to come probably in 10 years like they say two one or two years and now it's been two years and they've told me so by their standards a cure should be here right now but it's not because they say that to get you to go away and it's disheartening people are saying that and it's very troubling very troubling and we definitely need to do more um to really to kind of uh stifle this kind of thing of what we'd rather wait for the cure you know usually you know, bilateral use is if you tell someone with cancer we'd rather not focus on treatment because we would rather have a cure right you know that, that to, to me that's just a, a very stupid statement to make We'd rather focus on the cure. And, and, you know, to my question is, why can't you focus on both? And something I'd really like to, I, in the future, we'll probably look at a, a video with ALS Canada and um, another group called ALS Action Canada. And the difference between the two is very astronomical. And, and frankly, there is a difference. And just look at the name because that makes the difference. 
and I love this organization, Atlas Action Chan. I definitely want to look into them further. Hopefully, we can have one of their uh, one of their founders or one of their members on the show with us, um, because this is a group worth following. If you don't follow them already, I highly suggest you do. And, and you know, it's one of the things we need right now with ALS is action, because it's not something we're getting from the government from these. Um, organizations like ALS Canada because or ALS BC um, or, or BC ALS organizations whatever you want to call them because they don't they're not really taking action they're there as kind of hospices almost I, I feel like they're just the hospices version of ALS where they're there to just help you die and uh, that's which another disconcerting thing, you know, I mean, um, it's just why I'm very, very disappointed with, um, frankly, um, uh, Patty Heidi, which I'm so glad she's no longer the Minister of Health. And we, we hopefully will get that. And there is a new um, critic in the uh, official opposition or the Conservative Caucus for health. I'm hoping to have them both on and hopefully both understanding the issue. A brand new Minister of Health. I'm so glad to see that happen um, because, frankly, the response and we've I've, we've written the uh, Patty Heidi, uh, the minister. And um, frankly, our response, the response we got back was, it, frankly, disgusting. It was a point of, well, this essentially is what she wrote back to us was, uh, well, we understand this is a terrible disease. We're not, and she said this in an email, we are actively not going to search for anything, but if they come to us, we will review it. <clears throat> that I, I can't believe how blood boiling I got. And then the prime minister, when we wrote to him, had uh, the audacity to say, well, we offer services like mate for this particular reason. Those who don't know what MAID is, it's a uh, medical assistance in dying. Now, while this is a divisive issue, and I, I do really don't want to get into that today because that's not what this channel is, that's not what this podcast is about, is really getting to the divisive stuff. But to sit there and say, for people who just want to live their lives, trying to push, push uh, euthanasia on these people when they don't want it, but because you give them no other option, and, and honestly, it almost felt like coming from the prime minister's response was, sorry, we don't want to do anything, but we have made for this because it's easier for them to have to produce made than to try and get actual drug companies in here um, that have promising treatments around the world and getting things done. <laughs> It's baffling to me, and, and it's quite uh, quite disturbing that that would even uttered out of the mouth of our prime minister to someone who is desperately seeking help from our government to people who are dying, and their solution is we'll just kill them faster and, and uh, faster and easier. And to me, that response was beyond unacceptable, and, and frankly, did absolutely disgusting. I almost got sick to my stomach reading that. And really put, say, light on our prime minister. And I mean, I know the prime minister didn't write the letter himself. Believe me, I worked for members of parliament. I know they don't write. They don't write your letters. Their staff write them. And um, if anyone actually believes your MP writes your letters, uh, you got to realize how busy these guys actually are. And I know the prime minister is busy with stuff. But for the prime minister, but you have to realize when a letter goes out, 
you your signatures, the MP signatures on it, meaning they have authorized this. They have, even if they haven't read it, they take responsibility for that statement. For one, because they've hired the staff to write that letter, you know, that's good enough for them. And I know the prime minister, I, I have doubts he actually read that letter, but he's still responsible for that. And any letter an MP sends out of their office with their signature on it, it doesn't matter if it's an email, it doesn't matter if it's a letter. They they have they have taken responsibility for that. And that's what the prime minister taking responsibility for. Now, I didn't want this really to become a, a bit of a rant on the prime minister and the health minister. But that, oh, thankfully, um, Patty Haidu is no longer our health minister. And I, I'm very excited to see how we can really advance in in this uh, new health minister and hopefully you know I, I just really wish that the liberal caucus did not remove uh jane philippot because man what a health minister you know but what's the most sad to me it seems like you know everything i mean it seems almost everything's being pushed aside right now for covid you know we can't do things because covid you know at the height of the pandemic I, uh, one of the most tragic things I've ever seen is they couldn't deliver a wheelchair to a, a lower income family in rural British Columbia who had ALS because COVID. There was no other explanation. They just said, just because it's COVID, we can't deliver this chair. And my blood boiled. It came to such a boiling point that that became, it became an excuse now, I'm not here to downplay the pandemic. I know there is some out there who think this is fake or it's not real or it's not as bad as it is. Don't get me wrong. I, I think we need to take this kind of stuff seriously. And I don't want to say that I'm and I'm not anti-vaxxer. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm single vax just because uh, I had a bad effect with the Moderna vaccine. So, you know, but I believe people need to be not should be vaccinated now. How the government has chosen to go about that, I disagree with. But again, that's different talk for a different time. Um, but you know, using the the pandemic as an excuse not to do your job has seemed to become really the norm uh, right now in Canada, especially with government departments. But to sit there of a family who needs this, this isn't something they want. This is a necessity for people with ALS who need wheelchairs, and you can't deliver it because. Somehow a pandemic is stopping you. People who are, you know, people with ALS are uh, more um, uh, more uh, at danger to this uh, disease. So if anything, they, need, they needed these kind of services more than probably most people. And yet here we are using this as an excuse to not help these people. And this is exactly why this podcast was created for this exact reason. Because I even had people saying, defending this, <laughs> even defending this saying, well, you don't know their situation. doesn't matter. doesn't matter their situation. doesn't matter if there's COVID. If people with ALS need equipment, they need it. They, these are people who are losing their legs, their arms, their voice, their ability to even breathe eventually. Like if they need something, they need it. This, it doesn't matter. Who care? I don't care if half the, half the country is on fire. They, they need it. And this, this is not a, a little want or a little, you know, little toys or stuff they, they want to have to keep themselves busy. No, these are things they need to live their lives. 
And yet we have these government agencies using excuses and trying to do as little as they can or the easier that they can. And that really drives the biggest problem because I don't think the government really knows how many people this affects. And, you know, if if you are someone who is affected by ALS and um, whether the person is still around or not, whether this is you know, you're very new to this or not, you know, whether you just heard the diagnosis yesterday or you just lost someone yesterday. This podcast, frankly, is for you. And I really hope uh, you can uh, take it in. And, you know, if you're feeling, you know, there's not enough being done, you know, share this kind of podcast. You know, share it to your member of parliament. Share it to ALS Action Canada. Or ALS Canada, sorry. Show them that they are not doing the job they should be doing. But this is also a place for uh, people to understand that, you know, it's not silent as as, uh, as we want it. And we're not going to let it um, be this silent because it shouldn't be. And, and, you know, that's the whole point. Of starting. That's why it's called unmuted. We are turning off the mute button on ALS. So turning off the mute button on issues like human trafficking. Because it, it's enough's enough. It's, you know, it's time for these issues to come out of the dark. Breaking this long silence. I mean, a lot of people, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's not, some people act like ALS, this is a brand new thing. <laughs> Yet this has been around since eight, the 1860s. This, is, this disease is probably older than Canada itself. Canada as a nation, I mean. You know, I could get into the deep depths of the history of Canada, believe me. <laughs> I, I really should start another podcast just for talking about history. <laughs> uh, but uh, this is this issue is more important. Um, but you know, as we you know, we're looking at this, you know, this is not a new disease. This is something that has been around for over 150 years. So why it's taken us so long? I mean, not, not a lot of people. No, I'll, I'll tell you this: it's not as infective as cancer is. So, but it's not treatable like cancer either. It is deadly. It's probably, I would say, and I'm only taking anyone on it. I'd say it's the deadliest disease on the planet. And I'd love for you, anyone to prove me wrong on that because it, it's. Uh, because it is just absolutely, uh, excuse me, ridiculous. And, you know, I, I think what we really have to do as, as, you know, people come together for this is, you know, break the silence on these issues. That's the whole point of this podcast. We're not going to let these issues be silent anymore. And, and because no one, if they don't want to listen, it doesn't matter because we're going to make them listen. And, you know, by spreading these kind of messages, spreading this kind of content around, we can do it together as a voice. And because if enough people start saying something and start standing up and making this a, a, an issue, and I encourage you, if you aren't affected by ALS, I guarantee you, you don't have to go far to find someone who is. But, you know, I, I know that usually this is kind of the mankind mentality. Is, well, if it's not affecting me, why should I get upset about it? You know, if it's, it's not affecting me, it's not really a big deal for me. Think about ALS is it can sneak around the corner. You might not have thought about it now, but tomorrow it might hit you like a brick wall. That's how it happened to me, honestly. And so that's the whole point of doing this is to making sure that 
you know, we have something that this is going to really break the sound so it doesn't sneak up on people. It only becomes something they care about that now it happened to them. Now, I'm not blaming anyone for that because that was exactly what happened to me. When I saw the Ice Bucket Challenge um, years ago, I didn't even know what it was for. You know, uh, I knew you should have donated to it. You know, I, I remember my uh, <clears throat> my sister wanted to do it. And my parents kind of said, well, are you going to donate? And she kind of got confused and they understood. And I think they stopped her from doing it. Or at least I hope they did. I don't remember her sharing a video or anything. And I didn't even know what it was for. Like, I didn't, I just thought, man, okay, it's for, I, I was, it's for some sort of sickness or something. Or I didn't really know what it was. And I don't blame anyone for not knowing ALS. And that's the whole point of this podcast. And the whole point of what we're doing here is to break that and to say, you know, no, this is ALS. This is, you know, these other issues we'll probably get down to way deep in the future of things. But, you know, first, we, we really want to break this silence of ALS, break this, you know, I don't, I want the forgotten disease nickname to be forgotten. I want this to be known, you know, around the world, you know, and, I, and I'm hoping we can get the attention we can get with this. And, 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 you know, if for some reason this only gets to my circle of friends, so be it. But I, uh, I don't take anything sitting down. And, you know, it's all points podcast. We're taking action, right? And so that's why we're turning off the mute button. We're unmuting this issue and making it louder and cranking it to 10. And I am so happy. And I, I you know, it took me a while to think about doing this podcast and, uh, you know, to get it started. And, you know, and it kind of inspired me to see some of my friends start their own podcasts on issues they care about. And I thought, man, that's something I got to do. It's, you know, it's time to break the silence. And that's the whole point of this is to really bring into these issues. Well, I, I see, I'm looking at the time and I'm trying, I'm trying not to keep these too long. I know everyone's got things to do in their spare time. Uh, but, you know, I mean, we got to do what we got. So I just encourage you right now, if you are, uh, you know, if this is your first time listening to what i'm sure people would call the brett wilson experience and i'm sure there's very mixed reviews of people who who have uh who have been part of that experience <laughs> uh, i encourage you you know share share this with your friends your family uh, especially those who are affected with als and uh you know and if you ever want to you know and i'd love to have people with als on the show and share your experiences this podcast is for people to break the silence and share people how this is affecting you. And so, you know, so feel free to reach out. I'll be posting this on, on my social media and hopefully on YouTube. And hopefully, you know, we can, uh, we can break the silence together. And I am so happy I did this. I'm so happy I was able to get this going. Uh, and I just like to thank all the family and friends for their support and, uh, you know, I, I'm reaching out to those who are suffering right now today. Unless you're not alone. And uh, let's fight this together. And let's break the silence on this and many other issues that are being pushed in the background. Because uh, it's enough's enough. And uh, if you want an issue you feel that needs to be unmuted, then feel free to reach out. And uh, let's, uh, let's, beat, let's just beat the stigmas together. And uh, let's start this off 
with ALS. I'm so excited for the future of this podcast and what's to come. And uh, I, I have no doubts, no doubts that uh, we we will accomplish great things just by, you know, letting to be heard and to let us hear out uh, all the issues right now. But uh, let's start with ALS. Let's start with uh, with the thousands of people suffering disease and the tens of thousands of families and friends who have to uh, who have to be part of this terrible experience. And yeah, I continue to keep following along. Uh, we'll try and keep episodes coming out every week, and I hope to have some guests soon to talk about their experience. And of course, people like members of parliament from the ALS caucus. Uh, and even my own member of parliament now, Todd Doherty, and of course my previous one, uh, Carrie Lynn Finlay, who have been doing amazing work in the field of ALS and their own personal files. I highly advise you check them out. They're great MPs and they're uh, just amazing people. And uh, I hope to have Team and ALS on here, hopefully one at a time. Um, and I'll happy to list them off. I might talk about team. I'll probably talk about team and ALS on the next episode next week. Um, and do, do what we can for that. But anyways, I'd like to say thank you for tuning in. And I, I highly suggest you keep following along for more, more ALS issues. And, uh, together let's unmute this and for all to hear. And I'm cranking it on 10 and I hope you're cranking it up with me. Thank you very much. And I hope you all, uh, you know, I hope you all have a, a great day and let's continue to unmute these issues.